0: Welcome to Nine of Swords. Episode one, Chameleon. When I woke up that morning, I felt so alone. I knew I lived in the place I woke up in, that I was safe. That someone I loved was in the apartment with me. But when I looked at my face and my body, I recognized nothing. Everything felt completely unfamiliar. I didn't know whose bedroom I'd woken up in, yet somehow I knew it was mine, despite not recognizing it. I spent a long time staring in the mirror trying to figure out whose face I was seeing while also feeling sure that I was staring back at me. Then a woman came and found me. Jen was instantly worried when I didn't recognize her, my own girlfriend. And I guess she was right to be so concerned. When I think about it from her perspective, something must have happened to her partner the night before, and when they woke up the next day, boom. They remember nothing. I'd be concerned, too, if that happened to her. At least, I think I'd be concerned. That's one weird thing that's happening along with my amnesia. I can't seem to figure out what I really feel about things anymore. The doctors say it can be hard to feel sure of my identity, not remembering who I am. But somehow that doesn't feel like what's going on. It's like I hear echoes in my head. It could be any feeling about anything. Endless thought loops of possibilities of feeling. And they all feel equally likely. So if she woke up one morning and didn't know who she was or where she was or who I was, I think I would be concerned. The doctors say, Talking about everything can help, so here I am, talking about everything. From what Jen has told me, my name is Tam. I am 28 years old, a barista who is beloved by my community. She says I like hiking and that we met swimming in a watering hole neither of us thought anyone else knew the location of. We've been together for a year and moved in together just a few months ago. She's been taking me to places she says that we frequent, restaurants and bars and friends' houses, but it all has that echoey feeling to it. Like, I believe all the things she's telling me, but it feels so hollow, not having experienced the history for myself. I've been trying to focus on just experiencing things, now that I'm here. I'm trying to not worry about who I was or what caused me not to remember anything, I figure if I'm going to remember things, it's going to come from me walking in my own footsteps, not straining myself thinking too hard about it. One night, we went to Nina's house, who apparently was one of my best friends. Though I don't remember her, I felt that comfortable feeling you get when your body knows you're with someone safe. So I decided to relax and just enjoy. We drank a bit talked a lot about things I don't remember, and even laughed a little. I think I saw something glimmer in Jen's eyes as she and Nina laughed. It was just a flash, and I'm not even sure what I saw. Was it love? Adoration? Just simply the spark of their personalities connecting? I felt something churn, in the deepest pit of my stomach. A sick and sour thing that made the room start to spin. I stood up quickly and left their laughter to hide in the bathroom. I was clammy. My head was swimming in rushing thoughts. Was I having a flashback? What was I trying to remember? I sat on the edge of the tub and crammed my head between my knees. Wouldn't it be so nice to be looked at like that? Don't you want that? that. Wouldn't it feel so good good to feel your your personality personality click into someone else's else's like that? that. It's so So easy for them to connect. connect. What's wrong wrong with with you? you That you can't do that. that. You must be such a... I lifted my head and slammed my hands on the side of the toilet bowl, vomit pouring out of me like a broken dam. I told Jen I wasn't feeling well, and we went home. She was worried about me, but I could barely speak from nausea, so we rode home in worried silence. The next day, I woke up early and cooked Jen breakfast. I felt bad for cutting her evening short when she was having so much fun, so my apology came in the form of scrambled eggs, toast, and a latte in bed. I was pleased to find my body knew how to make a latte even if my mind didn't, and even earned some brownie points for it from Jen. She seemed happy, but I could tell through her smile was more concern. I tried not to think about it, and focused on the good in front of me. Doing something nice for my girlfriend felt really good and helped me feel useful for the first time. So I did it again the next day too, and the next. Since my amnesia hit, I hadn't been working, so it was fun to wake up early and try and surprise her every day. But after a few days, she caught on, and on the fourth surprise breakfast, she told me to sit with her while she ate. She asked me how I was feeling, and I said I felt great to be able to cook for her and be useful. She shook her head and said she meant, how was I feeling overall since the amnesia? Quietly, but steadily, like a rising tide, I felt the thought spiral bubble up. How did I feel? I feel fine. fine. I feel anxious. I feel angry. I feel feel sick. I feel feel happy. I I feel... I feel... I feel... I feel overwhelmed. I smiled and said I still felt confused but reassured her she'd done a great job reintroducing my life to me. She frowned. She said she couldn't keep spending time off with me and that she'd have to go back to work soon. She said that without my income, she was going to have to work double hours to keep us afloat. I told her I didn't want that, and so she helped me email my boss and ask for my job back. Luckily, he was willing to hire me back, and since my body seemed to know how to make coffee, I figured I could probably do it. I went back to work the next day. Sure enough, I'd hear an order like triple macchiato, and my brain would freeze, but my hands would start dancing around the machines as if moved by magic. And after three or four minutes, I'd have a perfectly prepared drink in front of me, ready to hand to the customer. After a few customers, that man came in. What was his name? Harry? Hank? I couldn't remember, but I felt my body start moving, apparently preparing his usual drink as he lumbered through the doors. He grinned a smile big enough to match his huge body and started rattling off facts about his day, his wife, his kids, and where had I been recently anyway. I finished his drink and gave him a weak smile. I said I had amnesia and had not been working for the last few weeks as I tried to piece my life together. I apologized that I didn't remember his name. And his eyes went deer in the headlights wide. Oh my god, that's so terrible. How did it happen? Are you okay? Have you remembered anything? How are you feeling? I felt the room start to warp sideways and sweat break out across my forehead. It really was terrible. How did it happen? Was I okay? Did I remember anything? How was I feeling? How was I feeling? How did I feel? Before I knew what was happening, my body was pulled sideways. My head bounced hard against the tile. And my vision went black. I woke up to bright lights in my eyes and stiffness in my neck. The hospital... Again, a concussion. I should go home and lay low, but Jen should wake me up every few hours tonight to see how I was doing. She was quiet as we drove home, and she was quiet through the rest of the evening. I had a splitting headache, so she stayed in the living room in front of the TV while I sat in bed, alone. I watched as the hours ticked by. The light moved across the wall and up it became just a sliver, and slipped away in an instant with the sunset. It was simple, easy to just sit there and not think. I think it felt good. The doctor had written me out of work for a few days, so while Jen worked the next day I decided to hang out with Nina. She worked as a receptionist at a gym and said I could hang out with her. I'd say I felt babysat, but with everything that had happened recently, I think I was okay with that. I watched as each member of the gym would come in and greet her. I felt rapt watching their faces. The interaction that was so familiar to them felt so intimate to watch. The exchange of personal details. The gentle brush of hands as they passed an ID back and forth across the counter. The glimmer of familiarity in their eyes as they give a genuine thanks to Nina, and they were off to work out. I could only stand to watch this for an hour before I realized how dizzy and clammy I was. I told Nina I was going to go get some air and walked outside. Are you here Are you to, here see, to her? see her? Are you here to, you see, here to Nina? see Nina? Are you here to talk, you talk to, talk to her? her? To play familiar with her? To be a permanent, a permanent fixture, fixture of familiarity, of familiarity in, her in her life? That must be, that so, must nice, be so nice, don't you think? think don't you, think wish you wish you could, wish could be that, that point of familiarity, of familiarity for, her? for her? No, I, I, I think I'm just feeling lonely because I still don't remember anything. If I could just remember, I would feel familiar too. Everyone says I'm known and I'm loved, so it must be true. I think. I felt the world lurch in front of my eyes as I slumped onto a bench and my vision went white. An alleyway, lit by one weak street lamp fighting the dark to keep the world visible. My hands were different, smaller, or bigger, maybe? Clawed, maybe? I stood at the dead end of the alleyway, in the shadows, too dark for the meager streetlight to reach. I felt... hungry. Desperately hungry. But it felt nothing like hunger. It was like loneliness had lodged in my stomach and turned sour, demanding it be fed. My shoulders hunched forward, and I instinctively looked down at my stomach as it rumbled in loneliness and saw an impossibly small waist barely lit by that useless streetlight. My legs were hunched forward like some bestial thing and I realized I must be at least seven feet tall. But I didn't feel fear or confusion. No, I felt deliciously, dangerously hungry. And then a figure came around the corner, silhouetted by the light. Hello? Are, are you there? I recognized the voice. It was... it was my voice. Not, not the voice that came from inside this monstrous form, though. It was me at the other end of the alleyway. I shifted my huge legs forward slowly and steadily. Feeling the hunger boiling up my esophagus as drool began to collect in the corners of my mouth. Rudy, it's going to be okay. I'm here now. You're safe. Can you come into the light so I can see you? Tam. Tam. Tam, are you okay? Tam? Are you having a flashback? My vision blurred into focus as Nina shook me by the shoulders. I gasped as if I'd been underwater, feeling the sting of the air enter my lungs, and I grabbed at my legs, still sat on the bench. Human. I'm I'm okay, I, f- I think. I don't know. Panic betrayed me, and I could feel the terror on my face even as I said it. She took me home. When she had gotten me into the apartment, she called Jen, who immediately came home from work early. They shared some hushed conversation in the entryway when she got home. All I could do was sit on the couch staring at the blank void of the TV. I pretended not to notice them talking, but I snuck glances from the corner of my eye. They were standing so close, talking so frankly to each other. They were so utterly comfortable with each other. How could they be that close emotionally? Wouldn't it feel good to be that familiar with someone, even with something bad going on? Tam, I I don't know what to do. I snapped out of it as I heard her voice next to me on the couch. Nina was gone. I can't keep missing work. We can't afford it. And you're acting so weird. I know you've been through a lot recently, but I'm going through all of this too without the support of the partner I thought I had. And you barely say two words to me when we talk. Do you even know how hard all of this is for me? Have I thought about how hard this is for her? Do I even think about things from her perspective? Does she love me? me? Do I even love love her? There! You're doing it again! You're shutting yourself off instead of talking to me! Her face burned with anger. I... Tim, just tell me what the hell is going on in your head! I rose from the couch and grabbed my coat, slamming the front door hard behind me. How was I supposed to treat this stranger who claimed to be my girlfriend? How am I supposed to do anything if everyone around me keeps asking me so many questions? I trudged off through the dark streets, letting my feet be guided by the sour pit of anger in my stomach. It was so easy for everyone else to know how they felt about things all the time. It was so easy for them to be close and connected and familiar. You want that, don't you? You just want to be familiar to someone. Wouldn't it be so easy if you could just be someone else? My feet stopped. I stood at the edge of the last remaining light that reached desperately into an alleyway. The alleyway. Rudy? I heard my voice call out, but... I wasn't the one who said it. I was back at the far end of the alley, covered in shadows. Tam, I'm scared. I'm lost. I don't know what's going on. A voice said from inside my bestial, drooling mouth as if being played from a recording. Rudy, Rudy, it's okay. 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 Just come out of the dark dark and I'll help you. you. We'll go get get help together. Tam's voice bounced through the alley, filling the space between us with funhouse mirror echoes as they took big, slow, cautious steps out of the light. Yes, out of the light of that street lamp and into the darkness. My lips snarled, and the drool flowed freely, big, hungry drops onto the ground as my lumbering legs moved forward even closer silently coiled as my prey came close. Rudy, don't worry, I'm here. I lunged forward, hurling my huge body at terminal velocity towards Tam, and as my wide-open jaws made the first blessed contact with their skull, I stood at the entrance to the alley once again, my legs shaking so hard all I could do was slump down on the ground against a wall. I don't know how long I sat there, I thought about Jen finding me disoriented that one morning. I thought about how much of a burden I was to her. How terrible I'd been feeling, the nausea and vertigo. I watched the early evening creep into the dead of night as the hours went by. Pairs of tipsy friends and drunk lovers carried each other with laughter and concern into endless apartments full of... Familiar things and memories they'd shared. Their eyes glinted so bright despite the darkness. Didn't I deserve that too? Why couldn't I be familiar to someone? Wouldn't it feel so good to just step step into one one of their their lives? lives. Yes, yes, yeah, it would feel good. That's right, right. it would feel would feel good and you could yeah, have it could in have an it instant, in instant if you wanted it. I... I, I could? Yes. yes. You've known no, all you've along, along, haven't you? you? That's why nothing, That's why feels, why nothing familiar. feels familiar. I... I don't understand. You can you take can their take place. place. We, we can take their take place. place. I felt that same sour rise of hunger in my stomach. The bestial urge to hunt. Yes, I could just take someone's place. It was so simple. I turned my head down the length of the alley and saw the body of a young man lying dead. I recognized him. Rudy, a regular at my coffee shop. He and I had become friends after he became a regular. He texted me saying he was in some kind of danger and sent me a dropped pin. I felt my skin go clammy as I crawled, slowly, towards his lifeless body, half in the shadows. I remembered. I remembered that Rudy had said he'd lost a lot of friends recently, and was all alone, and didn't know how to feel about anything that had happened. When I'd asked him about the details of his life, he just said he couldn't remember. I remembered. He kept asking me how I got such a close relationship with my girlfriend. I remembered the strange glint of hunger in his eyes as he listened to me talk. I reached out, my shaking hand, to touch the corpse. I heard a rustle back at the entrance of the alley, two friends dancing down the street arm in arm. And when I turned back to Rudy, he was gone. You know what to do. do. I know what to do. It'll be so so easy. easy. It'll be so easy. You'll finally finally feel feel familiar. familiar. I felt Rudy's, then mine, then a thousand hungers build in my stomach. I stood up so slowly, rising to a familiar perspective at seven feet above ground. I felt the hunger wash over every part of my being, burning the back of my eyes, and slowly shifted into the dark end of the alleyway, one huge leg after another. My hands clawed my phone from my pocket. I felt the drool welling up in my jowls as I sent a dropped pin to Nina and texted, I'm in deep trouble. Please help me. Just ahead. Visit justaheadmedia.com.